Akashika. In the spirit of inclusion, I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is being recorded today. I pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Namaste and welcome to the second episode of the Diaspora series. The Diaspora series is about engaging leaders, enabling impact for Australia and India, Doste. India and Australia in 2021. In this episode, Federal Member of Parliament, Milton Dick MP of Oxley Electorate, and Councillor Sid Vashisht of Barclay Council in Northern Territory talk about why and how much India and Australia relationship is important, especially in the post-COVID world. In 2020, coronavirus impact has changed the way the world operates. This year, we will need to reimagine to rebuild Australia and India as two economic giants, as two nation ambassadors. Milton and Sid share their Kanjara insights on India's new farm bill. Have a listen. Hello everyone, I am Milton Dick, the Federal Member for Oxley in the Australian Parliament. I represent the beautiful suburbs in the southwest suburbs of Brisbane and the city of Ipswich. I'd like to thank the wide global community for having the opportunity to share with you some great ideas and some great discussion. In particular, I want to acknowledge the Diaspora Series virtual podcast that we're launching as part of today's presentation. I'm really honoured to be able to represent many members of the Australian Indian community in my electorate in the federal parliament. I represent over 50,000 people born from overseas. And I know from first-hand experience of visiting the beautiful country of India, the opportunities for business, trade, commerce, for foreign exchange, and also university and higher education sectors, how important India is to Australia. I also know there are some pretty serious issues that our two countries are facing at the moment, including the new India Farm Bill that I know is creating a lot of commentary and a lot of issues both in Australia and, of course, in India. COVID-19 has had a major impact on every country in the world. And I know that Australia is looking forward to a bright future for trade opportunities, lots of business with India, and making sure our two countries work closely together. Congratulations on this initiative, and I look forward to supporting more like it in the future. Very welcome to you, Sid. How are you? Good evening, Akashika, and hello to everyone. Look, I'm speaking from Tanna Creek today, Northern Territory, from the Warramungu country. And before we proceed, I'd like to acknowledge the Warmonger people and they've given me the privilege to be a counsellor in this region. And uh... Lovely. Good on you. Very well. From Sid, you have been a part of the Australia-India Youth Dialogue. You are also a part of the Australia-India Business Council for a long time. And we've heard you talk with pride all about your Indian heritage and embracing the Australian way, the enriching Indigenous stories and the stories of resilience from both sides of your background. So share with us today, how can the Indian heritage Australians like yourself could be a solution in this time of India's evolution through all these reforms, where we are beginning to reimagine a whole new modern India as the new powerhouse for food production. Thank you, Kashika. Look, for me personally, with my personal experience as well as a as an ex-deacon graduate, so a 
Hello, Ravnate. Keep up the good work with Deakin University. It's it's important. The people-to-people connect, person-to-person link, and platforms like, as you said, AIYD, Australia and the Business Council. Sonia Gandhi actually just mentioned about platforms that she's providing different people. That's a perfect start. And consistency and being persistent is the key. 700,000 Indian diaspora in Australia now, I think. And uh, as Sonia quoted Peter Varghese's report, India Engagement Strategy, you know, that that clearly identifies the need to actually embrace and empower the diaspora. And uh, by 2031, I think we'll surpass the Chinese-born Australians. And the prediction is about $1.4 million, or 1.4 million people, actually, Indian, Australian Indians. So there's plenty other regions which you can compare ourselves to like America, UK, and the diaspora is very active and very supported by India, US, that bilateral relationship. We, as a country in Australia, I think we're quite young. The relationship is ongoing and it will keep growing. Australian government needs to, from both sides, need to just support the Indian diaspora a lot more. There's a work that needs to be done in embracing the diversity and, in fact, the lack of uh, Indian diaspora in Australian and Australian politics and state politics, local government. I think that's where we need to just actually empower our people a lot more. Get involved. Get involved in the community. Just, just you know, like this Australian saying, have a go, you know, and you can't go wrong. Get involved. Keep working. Keep chipping along. And that's that's all I'll say. And I'll just call in something here with the other speakers today and you know how there's a famous saying rome wasn't built in a day for the australian indian version and it's perfect with the mr first round punch Taj mahal wasn't built in a day so is that beautiful painting that's behind him we the key message is keep thinking local keep thinking local and support global get interconnected we're interconnected just keep chipping along, keep going and australian government indian government keep listening keep supporting the diaspora that's the key. Get involved in politics. Don't be shy. Don't sit back and listen. Get involved. Thanks, Sid. Those are brilliant insights. But what about our individual responsibility as the Indian Heritage Australians? How can we be a part of that evolving journey where we are leading towards a modernizing economic opportunity in the post-COVID world? Look, you have to contribute in the community. Platforms like the one that you provided to me, Akashika, is something similar, is what we need to do with the Indian community around us. And there's a lot of people who are highly engaged. We need to identify these people. And the LNP senator, the keynote speaker today, the guest speaker, actually mentioned about the talent recognition and requisition, and they're working on it. That's a good start. And once we have the mentors and people and the support, peer support behind us, I think Indian diaspora is quite active enough to just keep going. Thank you so much, Sid. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Diaspora. For more updates and the following episodes, please follow us on our social media and subscribe.